welcome to the best podcast. My name is Morgan, and I go by Lisfage on the internet. Hey, I'm Samuel. I go by Moon. My name is Kenny. I go by Kenny Caption. That makes sense. Uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome to the stream. This is the second episode of the best podcast on the internet, where we talk about gaming and news, uh, and news about gaming. And uh, we are we're out of Anessa this week. They have a uh, scholarship interview to get to. Uh, but they will be returning next week. Um, Sam, you just came off the back of a very, very long charity stream. Tell us about it. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, so I did a six-hour stream benefiting the Arkansas Food Bank through Feeding America. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We played some Smash. We played some Among Us. We played some Spelunky and some Pokemon. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, I think possibly the fact that i started it at 11 a.m central time may have contributed to some slow viewership at the beginning but it definitely picked up and it was a lot of fun uh it was a cause that i was really happy to help with too so uh we ended up raising 79 dollars which i think isn't bad for a first go around that's huge yeah hell yeah kenny what have you been getting up to today uh today i had Oh, wait, no, no, no. So today, <laughs> I forgot. So I woke up really early and I went to, uh, I think it's called Good Fortune, I believe. It's like an Asian supermarket. Never been there before. I had no clue what I was doing because I don't know any Chinese, but <laughs> my friends helped me. Uh, and I didn't even, like, I bought some things because I was out of groceries. Uh, so I spent a lot of money, which I don't like doing, but you know, food's cool, I guess. And then I had class and I, I just came from my poetry class, which was a lot of fun. I wrote a poem. Hell yeah. We'd love to hear some poetry in the morning. Uh, I also am a big fan of food. I hear it is pretty necessary. I've heard that from a lot of people. I think the major yeah. outlets are covering that. Mm -mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we have some uh, new updates for you about Brown Esports team and what we're getting up to. Uh, our League of Legends team is recruiting. We're having tryouts right now. So if you want to get on the league team and you're on Brown's campus and you're a Brown student, uh, send a uh, little clip of your epic plays. I don't know much about league, so I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, to the Discord, there's a link in the Discord for that. We are also considering starting an Overwatch team. So if you want that to happen, fill out the form in the Discord. And we are also having tryouts for our Rocket League team right now. So be sure to fill out that survey in the Discord if you want to get on that team as well. Uh, and tragically, we are also... We had a memorial for Bluno in our Minecraft realm earlier this week. I heard that was great. Uh, there was also a Bluno build-off where people uh, tried to replicate Bluno's majesty in, in a Minecraft uh, tribute. And that's pretty beautiful um y'all have any specific memories of bluno in your time here no <laughs> no like i i feel like there's too much has happened this year for me to to care to put too much care and dedication into the loss of bluno <laughs> right now <laughs> i think i took a picture with him once uh yeah. <laughs> Shout out Bluno, though. <laughs> Bluno. Bluno was one of my first picks on campus, uh, and he was very close to the food truck that I've frequented. So I saw Bluno a lot. 
and uh, he'll be missed. He will be missed, our absolute king. Uh, I think everyone could tell we're exhausted because this was like our first like real week of school, huh? Yeah. Exhausted. <laughs> I'm at full energy. I'm, I'm so powerful. <laughs> I poured so much water on myself today. People, that's the thing people donated for the most. Like pour water on yourself? Yeah, that was a it was a ten dollar oh donation incentive and three people went for it. it was, uh so I I, now my room is my carpet is wet and I'm uh you know, I'm happy. <laughs> you should have streamed from your bathroom and like just took a shower on True, stream. true. Easy. <laughs> how is the foot feel right now? Like is it squishy? Like how's that doing? Well, so I got up and I kinda did it back here. Uh -huh. uh, a little further back, and I had a tub that I was doing it over. Uh huh. But it's a little bit splashed, so you got. Can you tilt the camera of, uh... to the carpet? <laughs> yeah, can we get a live? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can we get a audio yeah, listeners? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so Sam doesn't look that wet for the for the audio listeners out yeah. there. Uh, the carpet is yeah, also is. not noticeably wet, but there is like a, a half full bucket of water on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's. When carpet gets wet, it kind of feels like, you know, fuzzy wet, you know? Uh -huh. Like when a teddy bear uh, has, like, is sprayed by the ocean or something. That kind mm. of thing. Not the metaphor I would have gone for first, but yeah, that does work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, we are, so this is the second episode of our podcast. You can also find us on Spotify, thanks to the great efforts of Samuel. So if you go exclamation mark, best pod, you will be able to access the uh, podcast on Spotify if you're more inclined to listen that way, uh, which is pretty exciting, I think, for us. Uh, and we're also on the YouTube, right? Yeah, we're also on YouTube if you want to get so, the YouTube experience and you don't have to deal with the Twitch VOD uh, viewing experience, which is still not the best. Uh, it's... We're... We're out here, we're surviving, and we're thriving like uh, cacti in the desert. I think it'd be a good description of us and how we're generally going. Or I might just be projecting. Uh, speaking about, uh, what's it called? Esports updates. Are we allowed to talk about the survey results on stream? Or do we have to keep that secret for now? I, I don't know. I think we should err on the side of caution and keep it secret. Sure. I don't want to leak right. proprietary best information. <laughs> I see. Well, for intramural fans, uh, uh, gaming. Gaming. Gaming's yeah. happening. It is gaming happening. is happening. The best games out there. We're, we're talking like RuneScape uh, speedruns to, to, you know, uh, I don't know, Madden Mobile. You know, best games out there. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't watch football. It's one of several sports that I don't watch, but I played the Madden mobile game for a while, like a few months. It was actually kind of fun. I didn't understand what on, what on earth like a halfback versus a fullback's difference was, but uh, yeah. I, I used to play that game a lot as a kid. I just, I like, the way I played it was like, well, this person has a higher number, so they're better, right? And then I just put them on my team. And that's how you play. It's just numbers, not football. <laughs> I mean, that's Absolutely. what baseball is, right? As far as I can tell. Did you say baseball? Have y'all not heard about baseball? I can't What's say I've heard of baseball. Okay, uh, so if you go to like baseball.com, this is a, uh, a phenomenon sweeping the internet. It is a simulated uh, baseball game. 
Uh, it's just baseball, but you put an L after the first B, and there are, like, players, and there's now lore, and you can bet on your favorite teams with the fake game currency, and it's also, like, kind of an interactive narrative project, and it's very exciting. What? Who is responsible? How have I never heard of this before? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. It's uh, it, it started a few months ago. It just went on hiatus, and now it's back. Uh, they're, they're, the team names are pretty great. I can here. Let me read out some of the team names for y'all because yes, I'm gonna sign up right now. <laughs> yeah, hang <laughs> on. Wait a minute. <laughs> kind of interested. Yeah, it is. It is very, very cool. All right, hang on. I have to log into my baseball account one sec um you got the the baltimore crabs uh the breckenridge jazz hands oh my lord that sounds pretty cool the san francisco lovers Uh, there's the new york millennials i'm a big millennials fan uh the chicago firefighters um and one of the other things about baseball which is really interesting is People can vote on uh, changes to the league. Uh, so you can vote on, like, league rules changes, and that's a pretty mm-hmm. cool thing about baseball. Uh, so you actually have, like, a direct impact on how baseball functions. So is it, like, normal baseball rules, and then you can change or add rules to the game, or is it not baseball at all? <laughs> it is, as far as I can tell, baseball. Okay, I see. <laughs> Okay, I'm in. What team do I choose? There's the Kansas City Breath Mates. There you oh, go. I gotta represent. I gotta represent. I'm picking what? Seattle. Seattle Garages. Wait, which one's the New York one? New York is the, the Millennials. Millennials. Ooh, that's not bad. There's the Canada mm. Moist Talkers. If you're oh, a Moist a Talkers name. fan. <laughs> hey guys, oh. welcome to our Blazeball fan cast. This is uh, a great site. <laughs> it's a great, great site. What is where's Breckenridge? What is that? Jalen Hot Dog Fingers? Ugh. That's oh, a player's wow. name? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. I love him! <laughs> there we go. I'll just go to New York. I'll go with the Millennials. Now, if you're if you're a newcomer to uh, Blaseball, there is a wiki, and uh, it does have a history of the players, like which players have died, uh, the what? records <laughs> of elections. <laughs> what? Uh, some died. players die sometimes. Like, on the field, or...? Sometimes. Um, some of them are also jailed. Uh, such as Randall Marijuana, who is currently in, in jail, I believe. I see. What? Okay. How have I never heard of this shit? It's amazing. It's Place very ball. good. All or right. how are we fourth in the conference? Come on, New York millennials. I've been here for three <laughs> and i expected more out of you (laughs) (laughs) oh god well we have to get into our topics for the week uh so who wants to go first this week before we just talk about baseball forever i thought that i can start (laughs) my topic is really just games that i'm excited about that are coming out soon because there's a lot of them i don't know why they all chose like these next three weeks or so to to drop because uh my wallet is a little light and I don't know if I'm going to be able to cop. But yes, so Spelunky 2 did drop for the PS4 this past week. And Spelunky is one of my favorite games of all time. It's absolutely fantastic. I hear Spelunky 2 is just as good, if not better, just taking the formula of having the same feel, but like 
doing more things, which is always great. I, I'm here for more Spelunky, absolutely. And it's going to be coming out on Steam in a couple weeks, uh, late September. So that's one thing. And that's exciting. I, I, so one of the things that they implemented from Spelunky to Spelunky 2 was Spelunky only had local multiplayer, which was a terrible decision <laughs> and only worked really worked if you had a console. For PC, most people do keyboard with it because it's a good keyboard game and it's kind of hard to have multiple keyboards on one PC. So not the best for those purposes, but they added online multiplayer. I think that's going to be really fun. I don't know if it's cross-platform, but... I am looking forward to forcing my friends to download Spelunky 2 and Spelunking with them. Uh, on the other hand, another roguelike that had a sort of, what was it called? It was in beta and or pre-release or whatever. So Hades, that uh, roguelike that's on the Switch and the PC, it dropped version 1.0 like yesterday and it looks really, really good and I <laughs> want it so bad. And it is also money. Uh, it is... $20 on Steam for the next week, I believe. So maybe I can scrounge up $20 in that time. <laughs> and in other news... Oh, so the other thing. Rivals of Ether, the platform fighting game that is not Smash Brothers... Uh, it's the is... better Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got grabs, Kenny! They don't have grabs! <laughs> that means um... it's better. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you getting grabs, huh? Anyway, so Rivals of Ether, which... Many would say is like a continuation of sort of the vision of what the more competitively driven Smash games like Melee uh, did. So sort of like a continuation of that spirit. It's been really popular in the platform fighting genre for a really long time. And they've been promising a Switch release for this summer. And summer's about to end. And they just announced that they're going to be releasing the definitive edition of Rivals of Ether. So all the DLC unlocked, a couple of new modes and the ability to interface with steam workshop like more uh directly if you are playing the pc version so that's gonna be on switch and pc and that's coming two days after summer ends so they <laughs> have come up short uh, dan fernacy yeah <laughs> they lied they lied but in any case that's coming up and i think a lot of people are pretty excited about that both from a competitive standpoint because there's uh, improved online multiplayer is what they say. So it used to be you can only have two at a time playing online. Uh, and they've made it so that you can play four at a time, which I think is pretty cool. They added some more casual modes. And uh, I think it's looking to be a pretty interesting drop. I, it's a fair price. It's about 35 I think. And um, yeah, I think that's going to be really fun, really cool. Also, more money than I have. <laughs> yeah. Were you a big Spelunky 1 fan, or are you coming in, like, right now, raring to go for Spelunky 2? I play... I've been playing Spelunky for a hot second. Um, I would... Yeah, I on my Steam profile, I've put 50 hours into it. I've probably put in more, because I played, like, on my friend's uh, PC, like, a little bit back in... I want to say the first year of college. Uh, so I kind of stole it and put in mm -hmm. some hours there. But yes, I'm new as of like the past couple of years uh project b dev team you don't want to see my claren and rivals i do not <laughs> i don't know how to play that game but yes spelunky super fun game i think the mechanics are super deep and interesting they made movement feel super rewarding and i think that 
sort of the testament to how well designed of a game it is is that i use super three times in that last sentence and i was conscious of it and i meant it every <laughs> single time i said it I wasn't even conscious of that <laughs> <laughs> wait so swanky's like a it's a platformer right what do you do you play as like a an adventure or something i don't even know i know right so about the swanky lore <laughs> it's a platforming roguelike so there are four worlds with four levels each, and it's randomly generated levels with sort of rules about each thing. So each level that you go down, or each world that you go down, I guess, I don't really know how to classify it. But each time you go from mines for four levels, and then jungle for four levels, and then ice caves for four levels, and there's different enemies, different traps, different things to look out for for each of them. And you collect money, you save dogs or princesses, depending on which setting you have on and you try very hard not to anger shopkeepers because they will mess you up and they have shotguns and they are using if you if you mess with one shopkeep every shopkeep for the rest of the game will try to kill you <laughs> I'm so glad they all have you. shotguns <laughs> promoting a pro-union message i appreciate that <laughs> well, yeah only respect towards a splunky union obviously <laughs> yeah no, they unionize <laughs> and they all have shotguns um yeah, Spelunky is one of those games where the more you learn about it, the more you realize, dang, I suck at this game. <laughs> and it's so cool. I, I literally watched the speedrun of Spelunky, which is crazy because it's randomly generated. How do you speedrun that game? But this man <laughs> finished the game in like three minutes. And it Jeez. was the craziest hey, thing I've ever seen. You had a max, like soft max of two and a half minutes per level there are 16 levels and this guy did all of them in three minutes that's like that's what that's an average of about 20 seconds a level something like that Dang. nuts nutty that is nutty i mean like we're having a lot of like really good roguelikes coming out right now like isn't there a new rogue legacy coming out uh hades is a roguelike what what's the other roguelike ah uh... Dude, I don't know. I've just been put onto this genre super recently, and it's already <laughs> one of my favorite things that I've ever done in a video game. Um, I think I've ever played any uh, roguelike game before, now that I think about it. I don't know just... why, though. So I, I feel like with roguelikes, there was sort of a resurgence of the strategy type, especially when Slay the Spire came out, and there were a lot of things that kind of were in that same genre of here's these strategy deck building games that are roguelikes pretty much you're, you're going through the same sort of patterns but it's different things my favorite of those is dicey dungeons oh, holy yeah. cow what a good game dicey what a dungeons. good game there are others there are a bunch of mobile games like that there was one that i kind of liked i can't remember wait mm. i don't remember is... the name exactly but i had like three or four on my phone at one point <laughs> that were of that exact genre would Pokemon Mystery Dungeons count as a roguelike? Yeah, they're count they're Absolutely. considered roguelikes. Then I guess I've been playing roguelikes since I was yeah. a kid. <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> Pokemon Shrites again. <laughs> Pokemon is really everything. I mean, we now have Pokemon Sleep, we have Pokemon Home, we have Pokemon Snap. I mean, you it's Pokemon, all Pokemon. You yeah. had Pokemon Fire Emblem with Pokemon Conquest. Really? Uh -huh. Yeah, Pokemon Conquest actually slapped. Never played Fire Emblem, but I love Conquest so much. <laughs> it's based on, like, all the Three Kingdom games, so it's, 
like you, you got this world map you're taking over countries you're delegating tasks and stuff but also there's like just the fire emblem component of it where every warlord has every warlord has their partner pokemon and yeah. you put them on this map and you fight against other warlords po partner pokemon and it's in a grid and it's it's fire emblem but pokemon it's great are you telling me that the pokemon universe had a feudal period Yes, yeah. <laughs> they literally did. Like, I don't think I, I don't see myself ever playing a Fire Emblem game. But when they made it Pokemon, I loved it. Everything <laughs> changed when they threw Pokemon into the universe. <laughs> this has completely reshaped my like version of the Pokemon universe. Like, I didn't think they had like an actual history. I thought it was like. Pokemon and humans lived together, then there was Pokeball! Not I mean, that there was, like, warring <laughs> nations. Well, Yeah, Nobunaga yeah. literally takes over the entire country to summon the Pokemon god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the game is pretty intense. A lot of shit happens in that game. There's Pokemon colonialism? <laughs> there's ninja clans, there, yeah. there's sexism, there's... it's everything. This game is low-key intense compared I to all I love that it. game. That's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> like, did a Snorlax do a war crime? Like, is this where we're at in the Pokemon universe? Oh, Snorlax kind of sucks in that game. Yeah. Wasn't I mean, even in that game? Actually, hang on, hang on. What did I main? Who did I main in that game? What was my team? Nice Snorlax. It's my baby boy. I got him from Japan. Hey. <laughs> it's Snorlax. For the audio listeners, hey. uh, Samuel is holding a very large plush Snorlax, and it's pretty good. Let's see. What was my main? I really liked the the Charizard guy. That guy went hard. He's really, um, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Yukihara or something. Yukihira. He had an Embor at the beginning. So, one of the mechanics in this game, this is a very long tangent about Pokemon Conquest, and I I don't care. I this, love this, this game. I like this, too. One of, the, one of the mechanics is that a lot of these warlords don't have... So, they all have, like, a perfect match. They have a Pokemon that is them, you know? They can reach 100% synchronization with them or whatever. Their persona, they reach yeah. max power. Yeah. And... <laughs> Basically, 10% of the warlords in this game actually start with their their perfect match. They have different affinities with, like, types and stuff. So maybe this guy's, like, kind of ground type. So, you know, he's he's chill with all the Geodudes. But really what he wants is a Diglett, right? He, he really digs the Diglets. But <laughs> so there's this one guy. And he's in the ground kingdom. And his t type affinity is fire. And he starts with a pig. And it turns out his perfect match is Charizard. And Charizard's stupid in this game because flying is stupid in this game always because <laughs> you can go anywhere. And he also has an ability that increases all of his stats every time he kills someone. So he, he just flies yeah, up to the middle that. of nowhere, smacks a guy, and then solos the rest of it. It's great. I love Wait, that why guy. Why didn't I use Charizard? What was, <laughs> <thinking>? <laughs> what was my plan? <laughs> there's a big fire dragon i just kind of gravitate towards the big fire dragon i mean absolutely honestly though i was always more of a bulbasaur guy myself mm. that's understandable always a brave choice picking the plant type first i feel like the grass type always gets a little <laughs> bit of a, a yeah but rap. bulbasaur bulbasaur slaps and like pokemon fire red both first two gyms are rock and water easy just hit him with mine with that's it. It did. I mean, Pokemon did design the starters with the 
intention of making it hard, easy, and medium mode. So Char mm. Charmander was supposed to be like hard mode because you'd go and it, wow, there's a rock type gym. They can they can really mess you up. Wow, here's a water type gym. They're really gonna mess you up. <laughs> and then like he's like Kenny said, Bulbasaur was just just flew through the first couple of gyms and Squirtle was good with one gym, not great with the other. I literally never knew that about the Pokemon game design. Yeah. I was just kind of bashed my head up against the wall until I get my Pokemon all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch. That yeah. sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're just in the tall grass for like five hours trying to go up one level. Mm -hmm. That's all you need just to win. Oh my god. I had some times with that series. Anywho. <laughs> this all stemmed from me talking about games that I'm excited about, so I'm glad that we ended up talking about three other games that really made me very happy when I was younger. <laughs> oh, that's big. <laughs> well, I mean, my topic this week is just another game that makes me happy. So, nice. like, let's just continue the train. I, I'm bringing to y'all Hard Space Shipbreaker, which is an objectively bad name for a video game. Okay. I don't know what this video game is about. Same. Just based on the name. Well, so let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... This is based off. This game is based off the real profession of shipbreaker, uh, and these are just dudes that go up to old shipping vessels with blowtorches, and then they cut them apart, and then they sell the scrap, and that's just their job, because somebody's nice. got to do it. You're right. Yeah. And so this game is set in a far future where there are spaceships, and. The only people who are shipbreakers in this far future are people who have so much debt that the shipbreaker's position is the only job that is high-paying enough to get them out of debt. So this starts off in, like, an Animal Crossing situation where you start off... <laughs> what? <laughs> did not admit that transition. <laughs> well, you start off with $999 billion in debt Oh my goodness. And you're responsible for working as a shipbreaker to work that debt off. And you just are thrown into this game and you have to go inside these incredibly dangerous ships. You have to cut support struts with a blowtorch uh, and then you can move things around with... It, it's like a gravity gun from Half-Life, essentially. And there are three types of components. You have components that are valuable enough to go into a barge. You have components that have to be processed in a salvage uh, area. And you have things that just go into a giant furnace on the side of, like, this ship bay that you inhabit. And it's really interesting. It's essentially like a puzzle game. Uh, and each ship that you have to break down is like a new puzzle. Some of them are pressurized. So you have to, like, go into the ship and then vent the ship so you don't, like, get hit by a blast of air that throws you off into space. And uh, it also has a lot of, like, workers' rights kind of... Uh, rhetoric in the game because you have to rent everything you own like every tool that you use all of your your spacesuit you have to rent it and you also have to pay for your own oxygen so when you run out of oxygen you have to go back to a store and buy more and that money gets added to your debt you rhymed that's <laughs> a debt compound there isn't interest on the debt okay so you don't you don't have to worry about that, but the game is also broken up into fifteen minute work shifts, uh, and at the end of every day, 
Uh, some of your resources get reset. Like uh, you get free oxygen at the end of each day. You get free fuel at the end of each day. But at the beginning of each new day, all of the rental fees hit you, which at the start of the game is usually about half a million dollars a day. And if you're lucky in the early game, you can earn, if you go really hard, you can <clears throat> salvage about a million dollars worth of salvage every day. Oh. I see. That's a lot of, that's a lot of days though. It's a lot of days and... I got, like, way obsessed with this game. When, the first day I got it, I played for, like, a solid eight hours because it's yeah, so addicting. Yeah, I was about to ask, so how did this start? Like, how did you go from, eh, this is a game about debt, to, man, now I'm a, I'm a shipbreaker, man. <laughs> I've been a shipbreaker since I was a kid, you know? I love shipbreaking. <laughs> well, it's like, this game just kind of draws you in because it's so interesting. Because, like, each spaceship that you are taking apart is also kind of its own narrative. Uh, like, some of them are clearly, like, cargo vessels, and people have left, like, uh, magazines in the seats, or, like, mm -hmm. audio logs, or things like that. Uh, so you pick up these little audio logs, and this game still is in early access, so it's not finished. So some of the audio, lo audio logs are literally like a Google Translate voice reading out an audio log, <laughs> which isn't great. <laughs> uh, but they're pretty well written, and you also just kind of, like, find these, like, this is like a storage room, or, or this is, like... Uh, a, a captain's chair and the whole thing just kind of captures your imagination because there are all these ships that are just being broken down and they're garbage but it feels so lived in because obviously these ships had a purpose at some point and it also just kind of feels like mining in minecraft where you're just doing kind of a repetitive task over and over and you get a reward you I just see. struck a, a strong chord like a hard guitar riff right there you know, in my in my heart, I love the mining part of Minecraft. The other stuff, the crafting part, whatever. But I just love <laughs> taking my pickaxe, taking my stake, going down into the mines and just making stuff happen. So now I'm like, wow, I want to go into this ship and break it apart. What an excellent sell. You're dumpster diving in space as Sandy Mush Station. That's exactly what it is. And also you said hard uh, guitar, stuck, stuck, struck a guitar chord in my heart. This whole thing has a fucking cowboy western soundtrack playing ah. through the whole thing with this twangy guitar. And also it's an adaptive soundtrack. So when you run into something really dangerous. Yeah, love uh, that, love that. Exactly, like like a reactor, it'll just you'll get this kind of like inception, wow, and it kind of becomes electronica <laughs> for a few seconds while you're dealing with this dangerous shit, and then goes back to like guitar time. That's pretty cool, actually. Respect it. And it's also nice to just like, it's it's like the op. It's like it, it's almost like you're just doing a time lapse because you're just mm -hmm. taking apart a ship. And it's so satisfying to watch it go from, like, big ship to just a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I'm reminded of the Phineas and Ferb montages, but in reverse, right? So you, you got shooty up, shooty up, do 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 while they're, like, soldering all these things and stuff. <laughs> but just, like, the opposite of that. You're dismantling the ship, and you got a happy dude doing shooty up in the background. <laughs> Oh, and it really feels like that sometime and it makes me so excited that this is like an early access game because mm. uh, like the two things that i really want out of this game are one like actual damaged ships because i feel like that'll be more interesting 
and I'm still pretty early in the game. Uh, even like I'm like 20 hours in and I haven't like hit a roadblock yet. So that might occur later. I don't know. And two, I obviously want like a shipbuilder thing where like people could build their own ships and then give these to you like puzzles, like like a Super Mario Maker level. Yeah, that would actually be a really cool design. I feel like drop your ship codes and <laughs> I try and solve your ships on straight <laughs> speed run. <laughs> I have an hour complete to complete your ship. If I can't do it, I give you some easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, and that would be so lit. I mean, like, I this is like one of the first early access games that I've actually enjoyed and not felt ripped off by in a long time. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And I also think it's kind of like part of a bigger trend of we are kind of getting into more peaceful games. Like, I honestly think people are genuinely tired of like violent and shoot 'em up games. I really do. Because, I mean, the biggest selling game of this year was Animal Crossing. And you don't get like sure. more kind and nice than that. To be fair, Animal Crossing did drop as soon yeah, as like, we all heard, animal, wow, we're going to be indoors for, like, maybe the rest of our lives. Low-key, Animal Crossing may have had the best release date of gaming history. Because, like, I think that helped it out so much more than it probably had in the end. Yeah, it had no business just, just dropping exactly what it did, but it did. Yeah. And it was great. I feel like that's the entire story of the uh, Switch release cycle, is that it, it is just perfectly lucky at every opportunity, and it that's why the Switch is so successful. Don't forget Animal Crossing being released alongside Doom Eternal, says Gaster Two Soul. Ooh, big. <laughs> what a combination. <laughs> Two of the biggest 2020 games, bat to back. <laughs> oh, God, I, I miss those memes very badly, and also, also like, cannot believe that that happened this year that was this year yeah all right kenny hit us with what you got well originally well i, I think i'll still stick with it but i <laughs> i, I want to talk about like uh the playstation because they just had their um live event uh on wednesday but then i i want to talk about something else which was kind of related to school, but it's also related to gaming, sort of, which was uh, Discord. Uh, because in class today, my professor was like, I want to use Discord as a way to have discussions during lecture because he wants to maintain the same breakout groups throughout the entire year, and Zoom can't do that. And I was like, okay, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't, and I was just thinking about it, like, can that work? Like, can Discord actually, like, if I walk in, like, on, my name on Discord is Kenny Ketchum, and my profile is a bandana waddle D. Can I walk into class as bandana waddle D, and it will be fine? Like, I don't, I don't know. And I've just been thinking about it for like the past couple of hours. Like, can Discord and school work together? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was just a random thing. I don't know. I just kind of want to hear them. Do y'all think it's possible? I think the benefit that you have is the ability to change your nickname between Discord servers. 
So the profile picture would be a problem because I do have an anime girl as my profile yeah. picture right now. Uh, and I know several people who also do. Yeah, However, that, that looks bad. Like, do I have to switch my profile to like, to to me? I don't want to do that because then everyone will know on the <laughs> internet. Like, oh, that's Kenny Catchum. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm you, not you might need a burner that. Discord account for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, what Slack is for. It's just the professional Discord, right? You don't have a profile picture on there. You're just there. It's just you. But it, it, it's weird because I have a friend who's a TA for the course, and apparently none of the TAs learned about this until oh today. So we all learn together as a class, as a course. <laughs> and apparently, from what I heard, they considered using Slack. And the professor was like, no <laughs> so I'm like why discord like i don't think maybe they don't really know what discord is usually used for but like why not use slack at this point <laughs> i feel like it's such a switch uh like weird transition to do i mean like i every time some organization tries to get me to use slack i don't use slack and i don't have an excuse for like not seeing the discord notifications like yes i am Very getting true. 50 discord notifications every day but i do look at them mm -hmm. with slack it's like who the fuck cares about slack i don't even know what slack is <laughs> you know <laughs> like, i just leave it alone can we also talk about really quick how like every single education and professional website starts out with a light mode and discord and like every gaming thing starts out with a dark mode like zoom slack they both start out with those like pale glaring screens and yeah. discord is like in night mode and most other like steam is too to be fair the way that i use these things it does end up working out because i <laughs> i am on zoom in the mornings and then discord afternoon so i think it, it works out. It works out conveniently. Is the professor going to give you a, a memes channel? I don't... I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big question, you know? Like, will he? Maybe. I really do, though. Like, how else am I going to make memes about the course, you know? What is uh, this I, course? Like, what kind of meme material I, I are we talking about? I don't want to reveal here? the course. I don't want to. I don't want to reveal okay, too much okay, information. Okay. But it, I, can we at least hear like which sort of side of things is on? Is it like more humanities leaning? Uh, uh, more, I guess STEM. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk honestly. I'll probably update y'all about it because I think he said he wanted to try and set something up for this weekend and try something out on Monday. So I, I assume next week it will just be us trying to test out discord breakout groups for three days and we'll see what happens and hopefully it works but um yeah i was never planning on talking about this because i never thought this could ha happen <laughs> in uh zoom university it now that i'm actually thinking about it uh this is also related to like school and gaming but i had a friend when his school like uh closed down and everyone had to like go home and everything became online he was telling me that his math professor, instead of using like Zoom, he taught lecture on Twitch and I oh, didn't yeah. believe him. So I went to his Twitch channel and there's just clips of him doing math. And I was like, this is amazing. He's <laughs> like, gotta get those primo subs while he's <laughs> teaching in trig. 
A man has like 10,000 followers just teaching algebra. God. <laughs> a pair, a Make plus... partner just because you have to have 75 viewers every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. Is this just the biggest scam in the fucking world? Is this guy trying to just hit partner? Yo. <laughs> Watch. It's going to start with Discord. And then he's going to be like, all right, guys, follow my Twitch channel. We're going to switch lecture to here. Uh, there's like roughly 300 of you in the class, so should be fair, you know. Uh, it's a it's a play. It's a play. The evolution is your professor makes a pog face, and that's just an emote that you use in other servers. Actually, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you could take attendance that way. Like that would be a reasonably. You could check the viewers in your channel, so he could take attendance that way. <laughs> But the, okay, the class is too big. I don't think he's doing attendance, but if he did, you're completely right. Twitch. Shit, why do we use Zoom? Why do we use Zoom? Why do we just do Twitch? Twitch might be the way. Because you can absolutely just type in Twitch chat your questions. Like Yeah. Oh, and you do sub only. You do sub only. <laughs> sub and only. Then... <laughs> you can only ask a question if you're sub. If you want to ask questions about Faulkner's Absalom Absalom, give me Yo. five dollars. <laughs> oh man, I want to be. I've thought about becoming a professor, but if I could be a professor over Twitch, I am definitely doing that. Like every time, like a kid gets something right, I'm like, can we get some pogs in the chat, please? Chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, I'm about to announce the grades for the midterm. Can we get some Epson chat, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank, uh, thank uh, Kenny Catchum for the gifted sub. No, you can't get your grade raised, but thanks for the $5. Really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I want to see that now. I really Thank you so much, this. Best Moon Man, for the 15 biddies. Uh, your answer is incorrect. 7 plus 2 is not 21. <laughs> I'm just thinking about, like, you're trying to take notes for your final, and then one of Twitch's new mandatory uh, mid-roll ads comes on, and you miss the darn equation. Dude, you have to sub so you don't get ads during your lecture. <laughs> I'm sorry, Professor, I missed that. I was busy watching Subway just <laughs> gush about their meatball subs. <laughs> I did Our not think this fresh. topic could go here. <laughs> this, this came in my head two hours ago. I did not think it could arrive to this point. Gaster Tussle says there's going to be a Twitch education category someday. Is there not already? I feel like I'm, that's such an untapped market if it's not. I'm surprised by be. that. There really should be. Let's see. Yeah. I'm surely, surely. Yeah. Uh, I don't see. Doesn't seem like it. Kind of surprised, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of wild. I mean, the day they the day they do it, that's the day that like Hank and John Green start making it big. You know. Oh wow. <laughs> They've course. already tapped. Yeah, Crash Course but Twitch. I'm into that. Like Crash Course got me through AP history, like completely. All of them. All of my history's APs, like, that was Crash Course. Damn. Uh, while we're on the topic of Twitch, did y'all see what they did for Latinx Heritage Month? I did not. Uh, I don't think so. 
so this is pretty horrifying. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. I was scared you would say that. Yeah, th oh, this was something that was up on Twitch for two hours and then immediately taken down. Oh, was yeah. it the email thing? Okay, okay, you got it, thing. you got it. So, Twitch, you know how they have those little emote modifiers that you can buy with channel points on Twitch channels? And they put, like, a little funny, like, little glasses on uh, the streamer's emotes? Uh, yeah. So, for Latinx Heritage Month, they added a Spanish guitar, a sombrero, and maracas as emote modifiers all the way on Twitch, on every channel. <laughs> and so so i i've talked with a couple of people about this uh including some some uh latinx friends of mine and like it, it ranged but i think the main thing was like that was pretty much all they got you mm -hmm. know like it's a stereotype and like but also sombreros and maracas kind of are a part of the culture at, at, at to an extent but it's also like why was this the three things that you put here yeah. as opposed to like literally like 20 other things you can do? Like might as well throw in some tacos and chimichangas, right? You know, uh, but yeah. yeah, I think I think the general response isn't like, wow, this alone means Twitch is totally out of touch. I think it was like this being the one thing that they did pretty much. That was the that's the big deal here. I'm surprised I completely missed this. I honestly had no idea this even happened. I feel like I would have saw it on Twitter or something. Yeah, I mean, I it, saw it on Twitter. Yeah, it blew up on Twitter. They also uh, Twitch did release an apology pretty much immediately after. But mm. like, this is how a... does this get approved? I think that's my yeah. question. And Who's I... in charge of this committee? It's, I was actually talking to <laughs> Vanessa about this earlier, our other uh, co-host, and like, you you would this would have have to gone through one a producer. Two, a marketing officer. Three, an artist. Four, someone who had to implement the art on Twitch. Like, that's so yeah. many people yeah, that's to see of... this and go, this is not a bad idea. This is great. Like, I why think, not I let think it it's just like, sad. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say, like, in general, I think people invest far more into their damage control than mm -hmm. to any of their approval stuff like any of their approval yeah. committees whoever's in charge of approving stuff it, it just seems like they put so much into being able to respond within two hours and say hey here's our apology please forgive us and uh, forget that this happened uh, and they don't stop to think hey is this a good idea before they put it out yeah and this is a problem that could be solved if there were any latinx people in the departments that were responsible for this and like it's just such a gross commodification of culture that yeah. is bizarre man yeah and twitch man. twitch has just been throwing up bean balls like constantly like they have the mid the mid roll ads then they have this emote controversy and like it's it is a lot of people are thinking, like, is this just Twitch sabotaging itself right now? Because it's hard I, to think that it could be anything else. <laughs> yeah, I just saw this. I just saw this in chat, and this made me laugh. Busy hearing how the new Nissan Sentra doesn't compromise, and neither should I. Sorry, Prof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I I was gonna say I think. <sighs> 
it's so strange with these content creation platforms because it seems so often that they're out of touch with the people who are creating the con the content which are the people who make the platform in theory right mm -hmm. and that's who really should be being catered to by the platform itself but mm -hmm. you look at a lot of the decisions that youtube's been making over the past several I, hell the the closed captioning thing so they're they're removing closed captions altogether first they removed the ability for people to submit closed captions in different languages but then like now just closed captions aren't gonna be there i guess so that was a that was a youtube thing recently and it's just one bad decision after another and i i feel like it's wait that got disconnected huh why would that get approved i don't know it was what? it's really dumb i don't it understand makes no that. sense from like any perspective that i can see it from and so i feel like what's happening is a lot of these content creation platforms as opposed to thinking about themselves as a platform for hosting these content creators is they're thinking of themselves as like sort of this i don't know this uh this alternative entertainment source or something like they are the sources of these things they are the mm -hmm. originators of these things like oh we are the next abc the next disney whatever it is and i think it's you you look at how often these platforms try to do things with sort of native creators you know so youtube had youtube love jake paul logan paul <laughs> they they're, they're still oh, doing a, a couple of things with them and they've got like all these people that are their go-to's pretty much uh and it's sort of a strange way that they approach it but they basically have like this list of people that they will promote that they will do things officially and say this is what represents youtube and kind of ignore where the vast majority of their viewership comes from and i I'm, i can't say i'm as familiar with twitch's landscape but i think that's where the disconnect comes in is where they think the drive for the platform comes from and i think most of the people would agree it's not from the platform itself. The platform is a platform for people who make things, for people who draw in viewers and make things happen. Um, and I, I just don't think that these platforms see it that way. Um, class, can we get some pods in the chat for Sam's beautiful speech on the <laughs> 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 You'll drop a gifted sub if you would like an A on your next exam. <laughs> Slightly Mortal Podcast, thank Ooh. you for the raid. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, we're the best pod. We talk about gaming. That's it. We talk about gaming. Uh, yeah, well, we, <laughs> we went pretty ever, deep ever. today, I yeah. think. We yeah. went really deep. Out in the weeds on our second episode, and we're, we're right now talking about the recent controversy uh, about the, the Twitch emote thing that just occurred. And what really gets me is that Twitch just made their new uh, sensitivity advisory council made up of actual Twitch streamers. And, like, I can't imagine that this decision was floated by those creators. Oh. Yeah. Like, here's the committee, right? And here's the decision. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Completely avoided anywhere in that production line. Absolutely. There's no way. There's no way. Like, I just... I don't understand whatever is the benefit to a company like Twitch to avoid like teams that they design for so situations like this don't happen. I just don't understand that. It just seems like bad corporate structure, honestly. <laughs> I feel like you have those things in place for a reason. And honestly, who? I think what it comes down to is 
there's somebody making decisions who doesn't think that those things are important and they weren't responsible for making those committees and stuff. So they, they're either floating it out there, they're bypassing it, they're going over those committees' heads, whatever it is. But like somebody's making decisions who doesn't care about the committees that are yeah. already there. <sighs> or maybe there's a committee of people who are, who are like, uh, I'm committed to not caring about this committee. Yes. Exactly. And I, I have watched like a few of the streamers, like uh, ferociously uh, Steph, who... Uh, caught a lot of backlash and is one of the, the committee members like she was very cool met, met her at twitchcon uh she was promoting uh, uh her trans heart october charity which is another great charity and like i mean it if you're if you're a human being with common sense this stuff doesn't happen yeah Sorry to put a damper on the end of the podcast, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I feel you. I feel you. I, yeah, I think ultimately what it comes down to is common sense is, well, one hard to find, but also it's, <laughs> there's such a, a large amount of sort of information that goes into common sense that I think isn't sort of in the public consciousness, like in the vast majority of people. And that is why we end up having to have like different, diversity committees we have people who have to approve these things and and say hey you're you're a little bit out of line here um so i would say that's definitely where the the necessity for diverse hiring is ultimately that's what it is you need to be able to have people in place who are going to look at this and say hey from my own experiences from experiences of people i know i know this isn't going to fly this is not a good thing that you're doing right now and mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked all the time by, like, what people think is okay and just accept a lot of the time. Hell, I can't go on a walk without getting dirty looks from 20 people who said, hey, I'm not wearing a mask. Why is this nerd wearing a mask right now? Something like that. So, yeah, we. I, I think it's about education and it's also about just putting people in positions where they can speak out for their own communities and, and communities that are close to theirs. Completely agree. Also, uh, video games, uh, PogChamp, um, Lanes, Smash Brothers, uh, Kappa. 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 Can we get, can we get some get Kappa chat in the chat? <laughs> God. We, I haven't seen a Kappa in many a moon. Uh, also, this is just some weird Brown University stuff. There's been a lot of helicopters around recently. I just want to talk so about I've that. Heard. That's yeah. normal. Uh, that's just normal. I, I've been here, like, basically the whole summer. They're always here. You just kind of live with them. Why? Why has there been an influx of helicopters since last semester? I, I don't know. Like, to me, it doesn't bother me because, like, I don't know. Like, I just always hear helicopters in general. So it's like, oh, hello. And then I just kind of keep on walking away and don't associate with them also because they're like 200 feet in the air or something like that i think they're like that high i don't know <laughs> how high know. are helicopters yeah that's a good question how high are how high helicopter how high I, helicopter back in oh. north carolina i actually uh in in the deep dark woods i live on a helicopter flight path for one of the local military bases so i am also familiar with the the sultry sound of a chopper uh but i'm just not used to being on like the main green in on brown university and have a helicopter fly over me yeah okay so 
apparently, if you have a really good helicopter, the max height it can hover is 10,400. Max height overall, about 20,000 feet. You know, like, everyone's asking, like, how high helicopter, but, like, how is the helicopter? Like, how are you doing, helicopter? Yeah. You gotta make sure that you don't develop chemical dependencies, helicopter. Like... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Is being 10,000 feet in the air, like... It took me way too long to understand the joke. <laughs> I'm so mad. We joke. Oh, here's, some, here's something to close out the podcast with. Uh, have y'all seen the new Modern Warfare uh, Blunt Force Trauma Pack 2? I can't say that I have. Uh, it includes a ghillie suit made out of marijuana. Uh, what? Weed gun skins. Uh, what? A, a watch that releases a puff of smoke when you check the time. Uh, a a vehicle skin that when you get into the car, it releases a cloud of weed smoke for every vehicle. Uh, and also, whenever you get a kill, the blood sprays are in the shape of a marijuana leaf. Yo. <laughs> I'm about to re-pick up wars. <laughs> Oh my god, this is like, this is exactly like that, uh, that, oh gosh, those Snoop Dogg remixes of anime openings, right? Where it's just oh my <laughs> the openings, but smoke weed every day. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. The Gravity Falls one is absolutely my favorite. I feel like that's oh the classic god. one. Yeah. I love, uh, I love Blend W. Smile, sweet sister, surprise service, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. The lion, the dragon himself. <laughs> what happened today? <laughs> what happened today? We have gone on a journey. Um, and I also like to note, this is the Blood Force Trauma Pack 2. There is also a Blood Force Trauma Pack 1. What happened in the first one? <laughs> I didn't even know there was... Oh, blood force! <laughs> uh, Samuel has gotten up and left his chair in frustration. Uh, we gotta give you a weed joke education. <laughs> we gotta give you all the updates. Uh, oh man! So as as we always end the podcast, um. Toke up, my friend. Smoke weed every day uh, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the Brown Esports Team podcast. Uh, we're, we're on Spotify Brown now. Does not endorse yeah. <laughs> Don't. Brown University does not endorse marijuana smoking. <laughs> Drugs are bad, kids. Um, uh, follow us on Spotify. The best pod link uh, you can access by doing exclamation mark best pod. Let me do that in chat real quick. Uh, Please. Uh, we'll be back here at 6 p.m. next Friday, every week, Friday, 6 p.m. My name is Morgan, and I go by Lispage. What's up? I'm Sam. I go by Moon. And, uh, my name's Kenny. I go by Kenny Ketchum. And this is the end of the class uh, period, y'all. Uh, see y'all next lecture. <laughs> we'll be discussing uh, algebra once again. Uh, and, yeah, just remember to sub if you have questions. That's it. Hey, Prof, just just drop 1,500 bits. What is a vector? Oh, um, I don't accept bits. Sorry. Uh, no, no. Sorry. It has to be a gifted sub for 12 months at least. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. See y'all next week. Bye-bye.